Some words from the Gospel of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And they opened their treasure chests and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Over the last few years, I've done a couple of quite long walks around our great city. Over a period of time, I completed the 78 mile capital ring and then I followed the 80 mile path along both sides of the Thames. It was great. I got to see parts of our city that otherwise I would have had no reason to visit. But one of the things I noticed about these paths was that there was a degree of inconsistency about how well they were signposted. Some sections were brilliant, really clear. But then there were others where you would not have an arrow. And you'd look at the guidebook and it would give an instruction like, cross the field without giving a clear idea whether it wanted me to go this way or that way or diagonally across the field and sometimes I might try to follow tracks others have made but then again you were kind of trusting that they were following the same path as you were and sometimes the guides produced by London Transport or the book for, that Ian from our church lent me were helping a little but still quite ambiguous and there was often that feeling of I really hope I'm on the right path and I'd be getting grumpy because I was tired I was maybe hungry I was mentally composing vitriolic letters to of complaint to well I don't know who really and then suddenly I would stumble on a sign confirmation that yep I was on the right path and suddenly all was well in the world again. I thought about those walks as I considered the story of the wise men. 
Today is the 12th day of Christmas. It's also known as the Festival of Epiphany. Epiphany means revelation. God reveals his son Jesus to the Gentile world. It's when we remember how wise men from the east followed a star which told them a new king would be born and were led to Jesus. And the reason we celebrate that is because it reminds us that although Jesus was born into a Jewish family, into a Jewish heritage, God had sent him into the world for the whole world. But there was something about the wise men story which always puzzled me. It's how they ended up at Herod's palace. Yeah, I know it makes sense. You're looking for a newborn king and if you're going to go looking for a king, then where better to look than a palace? But if they were following the star, why did it lead them there? Now, why would God guiding the star alert Herod to the possibility of a new king in town? And I suppose it was because I always had this idea of the star trailing across the sky in front of them. But if we look carefully, that's not what Matthew says. We're told that they saw the star when they were in the east and they worked out its meaning and set off to seek this newborn king. But it's only after they've been to Herod and been told that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem and they set off on that final leg that they catch sight of the star once again. And when they see it, they're overjoyed. Because it seems that for the vast bulk of that journey, they weren't being guided by the star, at least not directly the way I'd envisaged it. I did a quick Google search on how far the wise men travelled. It's not easy to find out, really. One problem is that, although we know they came from the east, how far east? Some articles suggested it might have been 400 miles, others 800 or even 900 miles. Whereas to Jerusalem to Bethlehem is just over five. So even as soon they picked up the star after they left Jerusalem straight away, it's still only in front of them for a very small part of the journey. I'm sure there were times when they find that journey a struggle. When they got tired, when they wondered, are we on the right track here? Perhaps they received encouragement from the chief priests and teachers that the place they were looking for was at least close, even if another five miles was a bit of a trek. But if a capital ring sign after about 20 minutes is enough to transform my mood, is it any wonder when they caught sight of the star once more, they were overjoyed? It's a good image for seeking or following Jesus. For there are moments of clarity, such as the wise men had when they first saw the star. You know it's right to go. And there are moments such as in those last few miles when the guidance seems so clear. And then there are moments when we're on the wrong path, that scripture, if we let it, 
can steer us back in the right direction. But there are other times, perhaps much of the time, when we only have what we need for now. And we have to act on that, trusting that guidance will come when we need it. In such times, those moments of confirmation that we have, that we are on the right path, can bring such encouragement. And scripture plays a pivotal part in that. But epiphany or revelation very rarely comes all at once. It's most often a gradual process. We don't get to see the whole path at the start. Often we're just given enough light for the next step and invited to trust that and trust that the light will be given for the next step when we get there and the next and the next and travel, trusting that Christ is the ultimate goal of the journey. There's an old saying which has been coming back to me over and over in the last week. It's over a hundred years old and it comes from Minnie Louise Haskins. It's called the Gate of the Year. I said to the man at the Gate of the Year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go into the darkness. Put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. I've probably been aware of that saying since I was a kid. But somehow it feels more relevant this year than any. When really making any plans has to be held incredibly lightly. When every step seems to be a step into dark. And we have to trust that when we need to make the next decision and the next and the next, the guidance will come. And I pray that as we enter this latest year, that this latest lockdown period, we will place our trust in the hand of God. There is much that is unknown. There is no clear right or wrong answer about each step of the journey. But we're invited to take the light we do have and place our trust in God. Knowing that with him we are at our safest. And above all, he is the ultimate goal of our destination. Grace and peace to you. Happy Epiphany.